Hello and welcome to episode 26 of our podcast, Smart Consulting Sourcing, the podcast about consulting procurement. My name is Hélène and I'll be your host today. Each week, I'll give you the keys to better use, manage and source consulting services. This week, I'll discuss about how to take control of the consulting tailspend. Last week, I explained how to get started to improve your consulting sourcing capability. We saw that clarifying the expectation, better defining the process, and spending on the most important project can get you a long way and improve your bottom line. But this week, I wanted to focus on the tail spent management, and it's a well-known source of savings for procurement groups. And with the constant pressure on cost reduction and sustainable savings, many client organizations are starting to notice that they spend, and even for the consulting category. And indeed, they tend to neglect small consulting projects that are contracted directly by the business line managers. But if you look at the consolidations of those, all those projects at the company level, they can represent up to 25% of the consulting spend. So you might say that's not much, but when the consulting spend can represent between 0.3% to 3% of total revenues, depending on your industry and when you spend, when you stand in your transformation, any savings on that front can significantly improve the bottom line and delight your CFO, right? So let's look at a few pointers to efficiently clean up your tail spend. The main challenge for most companies when facing the tail spend is to clearly identify the project in detail and cluster them into manageable subcategories. If your organization is decentralized, you will need to get the support of the different part of this organization to make sure you have clean data. Because if your data is not clean, your analysis and the patterns you, you identify might just be meaningless. And if you haven't performed a spend analysis, now is probably the right time to launch it. It's also the right time to assess the performance of your providers. So interview project sponsors and leaders and identify high and low performance in your consulting panel. There's another lever that you can use is regroup, you know, projects that have synergies. So for instance, recurring and duplicate projects, they're really good candidates for strategic management and they're not necessarily tail per se. So for instance, a frame contract for coaching or a cross-business unit RFP for excellence programs in digital transformation. That could help you regroup projects and make them bigger and then negotiate for price and volume or, or um, avoid duplicate projects across the organization. There's another thing that you need also to, to do is to develop your knowledge of the local consulting market. Because if you explore the consulting market, you will be able to identify potential suppliers and develop relationship before the need really is there. And it's an excellent way to control the tail because you will be able to deliver to management 
a list of additional providers that can answer their needs without spending too much time and finding them. There's a pitfall in, you know, when you manage your consulting tailspin is that if you don't define the rules for your tail project, you might end up having a tailspin that is really huge and actually you're building up and false tail. So you need to set up workflows with the right agile chicken balance and chase the false tail. And what is the false tail? It's when you have projects that are cut into little pieces, so they look like very small project, but actually if you look, you know, take a step back, then they, they're much bigger than they look, and they should not be in the tail. So one last lever that you can use to get started with your tail spin for consulting is to use vendor management systems. And, you know, using best in class system will help you manage that supplementary workforce, make sure that you know who's there, who they're working with and automate the process to find, procure and manage external talent in full compliance with your policies. So there are many other levers that you could use, but these selections should probably give you a good 80, 20, you know, and, um, and we decided generously to spare you the tale of the tips. Well, that's it for today. Uh, next time, I'll answer the question, why should you develop an internal consulting group? In the meantime, if you have any questions or want to learn more about what we do at Consulting Quest, just send me an email at elaine.lafitte with two F and two T's at consultingquest.com. You can also have a look at our website, smartconsultingsourcing.com, to know more about our book and download free templates and guides to improve your consulting sourcing. Bye, and see you next week. Au revoir.